Welcome back. Welcome back, my beautiful, magical friends. I'm M.A. and this is the M.A. Podcast. So good to have you back. And today I have an amazing, luminous, juicy guest, one of my favorite people in the world, Tam, my mer buddy. My mer buddy. So we'll tell you more about Tam in a second, but first things first, we were buddies in a transformational leadership program that we did a couple years ago. And since then, we've been joined at the the soul hip, the cosmic <laughs> soul hip, right? <laughs> Goes beyond the hip. And her and I did this beautiful stretch where she challenged me to do something that had to do with the ocean. And there was some nudity involved. We'll just leave it there. And so the the mermaid magic is strong in our bond. And so I am that's why we call each other Mer Buddy, among other things. Tam, how are you, my darling, my dear? I'm good. I'm good. Always happy to be here with you. Yes. Always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, this series of podcasts I'm creating over the next 22 days. So we started at Mercury Retrograde and we're going to go all the way to the end. And the reason why I'm doing this is because the idea just came in a lightning bolt, beautiful moment of wanting to step into momentum around communication And this Mercury retrograde that falls in the sign of Libra is actually really supportive for that. I unpacked this more with my very first guest, Nomi, um, on day two. So go check out that episode if you want to hear a little bit more. And because I love a good creative challenge, of course, I decided to do something that had to do with technology and communication during Mercury retrograde, because why not? You know, because I'm (laughs) in a, bring it on. I'm an adventurous gal. And of course, of course. You know, I've had a couple podcasts that the audio didn't work. <laughs> Jules, my husband, was trying to <laughs> behind the scenes help me patch things together because I didn't connect something the right way. And, you know, mind you, I'm pretty good with technology, but he, you know, he's my he's my rock when it comes to making sure things work. Um, before we get into the good stuff, if you're listening to the podcast, welcome. Please subscribe, leave a comment, share the goodness. And if you're watching this on YouTube, Please like so that we can uh, cast a spell on the YouTube algorithm and let it know that we love this kind of content and this kind of magic and this kind of empowerment and joy and um, make sure to subscribe because there's a lot more coming. So without further ado, my dearest Tam Orlando, how are you today in this moment? What is the magic flowing through you? Let's dive right in. Yeah, today is the magic of the nap. Mm. that's the other thing tam and i are nap buddies like we will celebrate each other's naps you always need that one friend that will be like you just took a nap yes you know so good yes so good naps Um, are portals absolute portals naps are portals and the naps are about integration Mm -hmm. and i think that you know i mean since we met past two and a two and three quarter years have been like the fast track of growth, transformation, change, mm. like everything, right? Yes. I think for yes. both of us. For both of us. And, um, and the naps have just been vital and it's about integration. It's like you take action, you expand, and then the nap is where like everything rewires inside of your brain. Yes. <laughs> and it settles yes. in and it's like your whole body is, is changing your energy body, your physical body, like the actual physiology, um, the neural pathways of your mind, just all of it. And so I have learned how to nap very effectively in very short amounts of time and long amounts of time. And today was a day of napping. Um, and, And this week has been a really fascinating week. When we talk about the magic, talk about what's going on with the planets, which you probably know more about than me, but I just got a glimpse of, of something that said like, I don't know how many planets, six planets are six. in retrograde. <laughs> six planets are in retrograde. Six right of now. them. Yes. <laughs> um, and it said like a lot of things are coming up from the past to be released. Right. Yes. And when I tell you that, I mean, I saw that post after the fact, but so many things from the past have just been coming up to heal this week mm-hmm. and 
And it's just amazing because I feel like what, what I have learned about healing and about trauma is that we give ourselves a lot of spaciousness in order to heal effectively and to heal, you know, for the long term, like to heal in a way where it's not, you're not just going to like snap back after the fact, right? It's like, I'm a different person. Yes. Yes. I feel, I feel that like all the way through because and especially in this, you know, fast paced world we live in, there's this like, what's that, what's the awareness of, oh, okay, I detected this, let's call it a trigger or an old story. And it's like, okay, great. But there's, it can be left in that like top layer of a, just awareness. And so one of the things I've been noticing also myself and, you know, people that I work with in helping them just dive, like get deeper in creating that space to shift something at a very foundational level so that it's not the, like, like you said, like, oh, you just like spring back. It's, it's, it's really, really, really shifted. And it's just, it's hard to find the words, which I think is why, you know, we are so right now drawn to so much of the magic. I, I did a, a masterclass on Monday and I called it the overachievers guide to magic. Because one of the things that I find I get asked about a lot is this like, Oh, you know, overachievers and you know, you, you, I think, you know, you are that too, in the sense that there's so much we want to create, right? We're multi-passionate, we're multi, all the things, multi-dimensional. And so you know, I use the word overachiever because it's the easy one for people to like click with. It just has to do with you being like multidimensional, wanting to do so very many things. And how do we shift into the magic of actually creating things from a really intentional aligned place that doesn't, you know, negate all the, all the, the full spectrum of who we want to be, but actually like, you know, superpowers it, but from a very, deep place. Um, and anyway, in this presentation, I was saying how, you know, my theory on why we're so drawn to magic right now and alchemy and of course the goddess, the priestess, the witch, like, because these are such, they carry such divine feminine energies that have been kept from us from the full expression of us being able to embody all of them, right? We've been like compartmentalized and you know, we'll leave the patriarchy for another episode, but there's this reclamation. And I think naps are one of those very divine feminine things that create the space of integration and super deep healing. Um, yeah. So I'd love to, energy, yeah, go receive, ahead, go ahead. The energy of receiving mm. also. Yes. It's like really good practice, I think, for that. And I've been exploring the energy of receiving at like new layers yeah the past couple weeks as well and it's really really fascinating because like and I don't even know if I can like describe this in words yet but I feel like you'll understand kind of like when you said like we're attached to the soul hip it's mm-hmm. like I feel like the transformation is happening now I'm going like deeper into like the core of what my essence is so I used to think of like going deeper in as like coming from like the top of my head and like down to my heart and then into like my roots and like really like going deeper in and this is like in a totally different dimensionality of like going deeper in to understand where I have been cutting myself off from my own capacity to receive and it it came to my attention. I sat down, I got, I received a love letter from my, one of my oldest friends. We've been friends since we were 10 years old. And she just recently had a baby. She has a toddler and all these kind of crazy things are happening in her life. But she took the time to hand write a little note and send it to me. And she told me later, it took like multiple days. Like it was like, today I'll write the note. Tomorrow I'll put it in an envelope. The next day I'll take it to the post office, right? It's like that, it was that kind of loving intention. 
when I got it, the first time I read it, I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And then I sat down on the edge of my bed and I was like, let me just read it again. And I read it again. And this time I was like, let me just really mindfully like receive it in. And as I did, something started crumbling, right? Because what I felt was that I had refueled my capacity to send love out in like an immensely huge way. This one tiny little act had like made me feel like I was like ready to take on the world. I was ready to send out my love messages to like all my people, like everything, right? It was that big. But then there was like a deeper awareness that happened, which was like, I believe that in the universe, like love is reciprocal. That the, 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 in like, if we're talking about quantity, not just reciprocal, but I also think it probably like, as it moves, it like grows, right? It just mm-hmm. keeps growing kind of like the universe itself is like always expanding. And so I just thought for a moment, I was like, it feels so good to be the person like sending out that message, knowing that you're like lighting up someone's day. And like, I love that feeling. Like I, and so I do that and I have so much love to give. Like I always had so much love to give. And all of a sudden it just occurred to me that like the amount of love that I had to give at least that amount and probably infinitely more was available for me to receive. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and it like, it just like rocked me right? because I was like, Oh, if <laughs> like where it's right there, like it felt like it was like right there in, in the particles and the air around me. Like, and it just, was so much about how I would was protecting and armoring myself from letting it in. And it was in that moment I realized like, okay, this is the practice now. The practice is start taking down the armor, start opening the gates, like start letting it in. And I mean, I haven't even thought about that story in the past few days, but now when I like think about what's happened in this week and like how, how it all connects in, it's just, it's, it's already happening, it's already moving and flowing and shifting. And like you said, these are at like deep levels of like, it's not like a mind game. It's not like, come on, quick shift. Oh, nope, break down, break through, shift, shift, shift. No, mm-hmm. it's like in like the, the space between the particles of our, being right that's where it's happening and it's just blowing my mind Mm. I get all of that like I I feel it I hear it um and how beautiful to like I I think so much of the magic part of the magic is like trying to describe the magic you know it's like the act of just having the conversation Um, and the intimacy that's created when you really take the time to create the moment to just, to listen, to witness somebody articulating it and to, and to also be witnessed in that because there's this sacred act of just seeing each other in this vulnerable space of what does it mean to receive? And I love, you know, as an example, right? of the receiving, which is so, so powerful and so foundational. And I, I see the, you know, the giving and, and receiving that they are com- like this, the, you know, the same two sides of the same energy really. And so they're all, yeah, it's like the same energy. It just has two different like expressions of it. So for those that have, that are doing healing around receiving, or maybe right now you're like, oh, wow, like I find it so hard to receive, then it's a good sign. I had, I just had a conversation earlier today with someone who said, you know, it's like sending out a, like detecting a soul flare, like, oh, soul flare, (laughs) like that's, you know, look here. Um, When we, you know, to put it sort of in a little more, I guess, blunt way, when you cut off the receiving you're actually like cutting off the ability for someone else to fully like pour in, pour love into you. And it's one of the things we're not really taught because even when we're taught to give, there's something transactional about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you, when you haven't done the, the, 
the healing, you can get into the space of giving out of people pleasing, giving out of validation, giving out of like, you're still looking for something in return. Right. And so there's a purity there in like, okay, distilling the love that you're, that you're giving the energy of it. And, and then the receiving, and I love how you just experienced this, like, wow, this, I, I, I got it too. And you said it, this, like all the love that I've given out the same, at least the same amount, at least the <laughs> same amount of all that love is available for me to receive as well. Like, it's like mind blowing, soul blowing. Mm-hmm. Soul blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, you know, I keep, <laughs> I'll, I'll bring up my book because so I'm writing a book yes, and please. I thought, and it, it's about love that doesn't fit in the boxes, love in the space between the boxes. And I, a lot of that comes from this uh, idea. There's a Rumi quote that says, wherever you are, be in love. And so I think of love as like, like a field, like, not like literal field, like a field, like an energy field, like a yeah. way of being like an energy field. Like, and when we step out of our, our box, like all of the identity structures that we've put around our experience to try to remain safe or to kind of understand better where we fit in with the rest of the world. When we step out of that, what we step into is just that pure essence of love. Yeah. It's like, that's the space between. And so it's, it's a memoir, multi-layered magical kind of journey around the way that I just experienced the world and what it start, how it started was as kind of a retelling of different love stories in my life. And they were all very unconventional love stories. They didn't fit the boxes. They didn't necessarily weren't all romantic love you know one of the things that I really wrestle with is the fact that we only have one word for love in the English language um and for ages I knew that in Greek they have like five or seven or something but recently I learned that in like Sanskrit there's something like 97 Mm. and I was just like yeah I need to learn all of like I wanted to learn all of that right because I was like this one word that we use for such a broad spectrum of experience is it's really problematic and it's it's created confusion for me most of my life and um and so I thought my book was about all these unconventional relationships and and all that and it is but at at the core what I've found and where I keep landing where it keeps coming back to is that it's actually all about like a love story between me and me and it's all about like really finding who I am, how I move in the world, how I release the like structures and the boxes that in the past I had kind of used to identify myself. And, and as I keep doing that, like, again, it's just about this receiving, it's about this flow that keeps happening. Right. And, and and I think that this flow of love is somehow tied into all other kinds of energies that sustain us as well, right? Like flow of money, flow of pleasure, flow of um, connection, mm-hmm. flow of I just put, I put hope in that in that space as well. Um, yeah, like yeah. I've I've recently recal like recalibrated my understanding of hope at a very visceral level. Um, yeah. into it, it, yeah, it's 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 that it's this it's like energetic field that yeah. you get to dwell in. So, and it's so it's just so crazy, just powerful. Yeah. So you're working on your, you're working on your book, which I've been excited, I've been excited about. I know that's a, that's a beautiful goal for, for this year. Um, so what are some of the other spaces that you are currently imbuing your magic into? What are some of the platforms that you're sprinkling your stardust? So I actually just 
recently la- launched a Patreon, which I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. I'd ha- I'd been working in the context of like Facebook groups and I'd been, you know, pouring a lot of content, a lot of energy into that for a while. And, and it was just feeling like there were all these barriers between me and the people that I wanted to reach. Right. So mm-hmm. in August, I did um, the first season of a really lovely uh, interview series called Reclaimer's Spotlight, which you were one of my beautiful guests on that. Yay. And the feedback I got from that was just so wonderful. And it was called Reclaimer Spotlight, Spreading Light and Inspiring Freedom. And I was getting messages from people saying, that they were listening to it like throughout the day, like just to kind of help them feel grounded and safe as they were moving through transitions in their life. Other people would say like, this is the best way to start the day because now I have like a whole new frame to like see my day through uh, thinking about things in new ways that I had never thought of before. Um, my mom was watching them um, and and just giving me all this beautiful feedback of how they were sort of blowing her mind and expanding her way of seeing the world and thinking about things. It was really beautiful. And at the end of that, what I realized was it was around the same time as this giving and receiving thing was happening. And I was like, I want to continue to be able to pour out and give. And I want to do it in a way where people can, where it can become reciprocal, where there can be this flow and it can be at a very accessible level. And so that's where I started my Patreon. And, and so it's to support the interview series. It's to support the work that I do with Reclaim Your Space, which is about healing our relationship with our home and our environment and about healing like inside through kind of what we experience out here. Um, And it's to support with my book as well. So I'm gonna be sharing their excerpts as I go along. I actually just printed out um, everything that I've written and typed up so far. So I actually wrote most of my book by hand and then typed it up and oh, now wow. just printed it up. So it's like sitting, like my very first, like, <sighs> like it's not even a draft yet. It's just like all the pieces. Yes. That get to there, but it was like a big thing to print it out. So, so I'm excited. So that's, that's all coming together. And, you know, I, we talk about the magic. One of my guiding uh, forces is, is what I like to call my authentic wisdom. And so I've been tuning in and saying, okay, authentic wisdom what next for my business? What next for my, you know, how are we going to pay the bills going forward? And she's just like, just write your book. I'm like, but that doesn't make me money. She's like, just write your book and trust. Mm-hmm. So I'm writing my book. And the more that I keep writing my book and trusting her, the, the money is flowing in from all these other places. Yeah. <laughs> it's just happening. It's just happening. And I, mm-hmm. and I'm learning and I'm unlearning and I'm, retraining myself to understand the energy of flow and of money and of love and of all of these things in totally new ways because I think that you know there's just so many paradigms that are crumbling right now mm-hmm. and we're starting from scratch and we get to really lean into like a completely new mm-hmm. possibility Yes. I love that you're saying that because I've mentioned this a few times, like for sure, you know, we know stuff is crumbling and the kicker is there's no script. We're writing the script as we go. Right. And so to be in that space of, you know, you are the creatrix, you are the, the, the creator of what gets to happen now. And it's such an interesting thing because, and it has so much to do with how we've been wired to create and when we talk about how we share our businesses right so how you're sharing your mission I I, you know even calling it a business is like because I feel the same but it is right because we want to I, I call it turning your light into form so it's like turning the gifts that you have into the form of the books the platforms you know the conversations the movements like all of that so that's where that business comes in the decision making that expansion piece there so that you can feel focused and grounded and okay where do i get to go and of course weaving in that intuitive wisdom we've been taught to have all these you know one of the things i keep saying is like gone are the days when you could think oh this is my like 5 year plan 5 year goal i was like age of Aquarius is like haha that's cute (laughs) and 
the and there's there's like a crop of us that are like there's this wave of us and if you're listening to this you're probably in this club um that are like just popping out like no wait this this is not that's that there's there's this new way that we're figuring out as we go nobody has the script for it you know there are seekers and there are guides right so we get to align with others who we resonate with so that we can you know, be supported in figuring out the next steps, but ultimately you get to trust yourself. Like that's why developing that intuitive connection and, you know, understanding who, who, who you are, even like beyond who you are. It's like, so again, it's so just, it's hard to find the words, but it's a feeling of it's no longer okay to not be real. And and authentic and that takes inner work certainly and that takes a lot of you know being in that in that edge of possibility um and you're all about transformation home transformation within transforming paradigms so tell me more about transformation and how you know what's what's important about it for you especially as we move forward and our willingness to to transform. Mm, yeah. So I think honestly, transformation <clears throat> is like our true nature. Our true nature is that we, we are in continual growth. It's not easy, but I think it takes just as much energy possibly to resist it mm-hmm. than to be in it. Yes. And the problem is that the conditioning, the training that we've received is much more towards the staying the same. Mm-hmm. So we have, so it's, it's not even like, so people will be like, Oh, that's so hard. Oh, that's so brave. Whatever. It's, it's not even that it's harder. I actually think it's just that like we're navigating new territory that we didn't have a roadmap for before. And once you have that roadmap, it's like, Oh, now I understand this is how it works. And so when I work with, clients one-on-one or my group programs like what I really want to support them with is like those deep deep transformations where I'm like yes Mm -hmm. this is how it works this is the way to a more authentic self-expression this is not just about um you know making a million dollars this is not just about having the perfect relationship. This is not just about having the perfect body or having a beautiful home to show on Pinterest. Like this is about being with the fullness of what it means to be here, human, divine, all of it. Mm -hmm. And the more that I like really settle into that, what I find is that I have access to this full range of emotions. Like it's like bigger than the screen. So Mm -hmm. big, right? Full range of emotion. And sometimes at one moment, I'm having like both extremes, like all of it, right? Because that's how we expand. Like we are actually, I think, designed that that we are big enough to hold all of it. And, And we've been, our access to our emotions through different kinds of trauma, through the conditioning of just our, the way that our society is, what's, you know, been normalized it's just become so tight and so small and we're allowed to be complaining and frustrated and angry and annoyed and maybe like really happy and excited for like a moment on like special occasions but it's like to really embrace the fullness of expression the fullness of all of the emotion that wants to move through us all the time all the time is is a gift that I'm like reopening for myself. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I tucked it away, I was little, I was maybe like eight or nine. And I was like, Oh, I feel, I feel this too much. It's probably not safe. Like I just remember that. Right. And, and now I'm like, okay, now I have the tools to be like, I feel all of this. I can experience it and still be functioning in this realm as well. But I feel like that's like the way we connect to what's going on around us and the way we connect to each other and the way that we actually can like really 
see what needs to change, what needs to happen. So when we talk about transformation, it's like releasing what no longer serves us. Mm-hmm. Clearing the clutter is how I, you know, phrase it. And in our homes, we do it in the physical realm, you know, and I guide people through that process. Um, but it's all a metaphor for like clearing the clutter is like just about being really intentional. Like, what do I want? What do I want to spend my time thinking about? What do I want to spend my time talking about? Who do I want to spend my time being with? Who, like, what do I want in my space that actually, like, and is it bringing me joy? Is it bringing me closer to that more authentic expression of myself? Um, And I feel like more joy than, and and more, like, I feel happier than I've felt in such a long time. But the truth is that that includes, like, all of the emotions inside of Mm -hmm. it. It's like, within one day, I can be celebrating and fully excited and, like, crying my eyes out, releasing grief, like, all within the same small period of time. And it's all very authentic. It's all very true. And the thing that's consistent is that, like, I am here steady moving through all of it or allowing it to move through me. Yes. And that's, I think, the magic of transformation because our bodies like hold all of that. Like when we don't let emotions move through, they become clutter in our body. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like physiologically, they start to come out sideways and different, you know, mm-hmm. forms and, and also like energetically. Yeah. Mm. Earlier, I was just everything you've said. My yoni is like, like you know, wide awake. My yoni is like preach, 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 preach. Um, transformation is our true nature. Is also a big, uh, you know, um, belief that I, I get. I, we all get to anchor because when you were first speaking into it what came up for me is like we've it's been normalized to have an aversion to transformation rather than it being our true nature it's like you transform and then you're quote unquote whatever that normal is and then you transform and then and we haven't been it hasn't been normalized for us to experience ourselves through the lens of constant ever evolving transformation ever emerging from when we're little like think about the flowering of a human in mind, body, soul, feeling, like just that flowering, right? And we've been taught to look at it through the lens of specific milestones that have to do with school or family, things that are important or just cultural thing, right? There's all this like boxing of this is how you evolve as a human. And peeling back the veil and speaking of the veil right now we're in a time when I know you know we hear this around this spiritual mystic circles but the veil really is very thin especially during this period of time that we're entering and so you have access to perceiving things that are outside of the scope of your logical mind and that's where then that's where the uh, there's a big release point there of allowing and receiving that, even though it might feel very scary to receive that new, you know, those new codes that want to get anchored in within you, which are really a remembering, right? Um, it can be, it can feel terrifying for people because we've been, you know, this this idea of what's logical, right? What's the default thinking, And to be in a space where you are both functioning in the world, right? Moving through the world and also emerging in this space of like whole new like consciousness, like, whoa, without shutting it off. Because the the sort of knee-jerk reaction could be like, oh my God, that's a lot. You just close the box. And maybe you've been there, you know, we've all been there that it's like, oh, that was too much. And then you're like, okay, no, but I have to, like, I have to look at this and more and more of us are coming in t- up to these moments when it's it's just it's no longer an option to keep it to keep that hidden inside and so we're looking for the community and the support and to to be seen in that way um and 
yeah, just, just saying that because it feels important to share that we're all in this, moving through this together in some way. And it's a, both a unique experience for each of us and also a very similar experience because it's all the same thing, just reflected in like different, like different fractals of who we are, um, mm. as individuals, you know, having this like embodied experience. Speaking of which I just said embodied, I cued, yeah, so- <laughs> I, I, cued, I cued you into, I know you want to, you want to talk about yes. your word, My- your energy for the year. Well, MA has been a big part of me choosing my word of the year in past years. 2020, my word of the year was freedom, yes. which was ironic, let's say, but also it became this much deeper dive into what true freedom is and where it happens. Yes. Um, and for 2021, my word of the year was embodied magic, is embodied magic. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I spoke to it a little bit of that, like going inwards, feeling like a totally new experience of like kind of going into like the space between the particles that make up who I am versus like top down or any other frames that we've had before. Um, I'll share a little story, I think, from just the other day. My closest companion and I woke up feeling quite glum let's just say there was a lot of grief and heaviness in the energy field and and particularly i was feeling a lot of that and said let's just go for a drive and uh and they said okay just just go whichever way you want and i was like where do you want to go just go whichever way you want so Finally, I like tuned in and I was like, okay, I want to go this way. So I was like, got to the end of the road and I was about to turn to the right. And they were like, turn left. And I was like, you told me to go whichever way I want. And they were like, we're going to go the opposite of whichever way you want. They're like, today's journey and magical adventure is about meeting, like going wherever we've been avoiding. Mm -hmm. So every time that I wanted to turn in one direction, they would direct me the opposite. We ended up on this path. We were on the road for maybe 15 minutes and we saw three, two purple vehicles driving past us. So for me, purple vehicle, purple cars are my sign of magic. When I'm really tuned in, purple cars start appearing and driving past me and they, other than when I'm really tuned in, they're not really around. It's like they don't exist. And then all of a sudden here they are. So in, in this 15 minute drive, two purple cars drove past, I noticed. So it's like, I guess we're going in the right direction. Two purple cars drove past a house of a friend where there was a strained relationship. And, and it was really, it's a painful place to drive past. Like, okay, there's one of the thing, places I've been avoiding. Drove into the town where I have another strained relationship. Okay, this is another place I've been avoiding. I was like, I want to go for coffee. I pull up in front of the coffee shop and there's the purple van, right? Parked right in front of it. We walk in, we get on this very long line to wait for coffee in this tiny coffee shop. And my companion is like, I need to, I need to leave. I can't be in this space. And I was like, okay. So they leave. So I'm waiting in line. There's a book shelf and there's the, they're selling books now at this coffee shop. And there's a book for sale that was self-published and it had like pictures on it of like post-it notes. It was just like kind of confusing, but something about it really drew to me, like called to me because of my book and because like, it just felt very reminiscent of my book. So I pick up this book, I start reading it. And as I'm reading it in the line, I'm like crying because it's this, it's a book about a relationship that doesn't fit the boxes. It's a, she, had written him 50 post-it notes in the 50 days before he turned 50. And it's, and she assembled all of them. And then at some point he unexpectedly passed away. And she said after 360 days of being together, he passed away. 
And so then she went back and with each post-it note, she wrote what she remembered about him next to it. And so that's all it was. It was just 50 memories of this person mm -hmm. and this relationship. And so I'm crying. And as I walk up, I hear a voice that sounds vaguely familiar. And I turn and the person sitting at the table is a person who my companion has a very strained relationship with right now in the coffee shop the person that they've been avoiding was sitting there all along i mean not in a place that we've ever that they ever go like it's a different town than where they live it's like so bizarre i go up to the desk to the counter i order my coffee i keep reading the book i'm still i, cry, I buy the book mm -hmm. she hands me this little bag and it's a little goodie bag with a of chocolate and a block of post-it notes and a bag of potato chips. She's like, whoever buys the book gets this goodie bag. And so there were things in the story about the chocolates and about potato chips. And as I'm reading, I get to a page with a picture and I look up and the woman who served me my coffee, who's the owner of the coffee shop now, she's the one who made the, wrote the book. It was her book. And so it's just like, this is all happening. And I'm like, is this real? And so I go up and I was like, is this your book? And she was like, yeah, it's really beautiful. Thank you. And so we leave the coffee shop and we go for a walk and, and it's just like all feeling like very clear that like, we're not alone in this. And that when we set our intentions, like things unfold. And I'll say it was just, a, just like a few days later, one of my friends, who lived in that first house that I passed by on the road, reached out to me. We sat down, we had a clearing conversation. We haven't talked in almost two years mm. and we cleared a lot. I received an apology for something that had been so deeply painful to me. Um, and, and things are still like keep unfolding, right? When we talked about the retrogrades and like things from the past coming up to yes. be released, like, I just feel it like all these layers just like coming and coming so they can be freed so the clutter can clear so new space can be opened up for more to flow in and that's how magic plays out in my life it's always in this very like visual sensual yes. kind of experiences um and it's just so much about being tuned in and being present to the emotions that are really there for me. Mm -hmm. and, uh, on that day, I mean, yeah, there was there were so many other things I could be doing. And I was just like, today is just a day to just be with what is right now. Yeah. And it unlocked so much. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Whew. Yeah. Mm. There, there's times these days <laughs> when you said like, and to still be here and what's real, like, like which one's real, which one's real. Yeah. And, and I get, I feel that a lot and I feel it at different levels at different times, but there are just been more and more experiences that I'm like, okay, which, which version of how I move through my life is what's really true and what's what's real, you know, and, and I, I share this in my book. Um, but I mean, my life has changed completely twice over in the past 14 months. And I have been in so many different spaces, so many different circumstances around me, like, I mean, our I went from running a business with five employees to shutting down a business for six months to starting a new business all on my own to moving out into a tiny little room where I shared with three other people. And my rent was like $800 a month. And I still didn't know exactly where that would come from because I had no like clear source of income at the time to now living in a house that has more bedrooms than we have humans and more animals than we have humans and more space than like I've ever had in my life and through it all like what I'm learning more and more is this like space of like not being attached to what the circumstances are 
Like that's the freedom, that's the unhooking. And it's like, am I okay? Am I safe? Am I here? Am I present? And if so, I believe that I will be okay. Whatever comes, whatever I move through, whatever goes, whatever I let go of, just continuing to always be true and no longer abandoning myself by trying to fit into a box that doesn't fit me, that isn't what's real, isn't true, or being in a situation where I, you know, my essence is not being honored or respected. Um, choosing that so much more intentional. Mm. And that's what I encourage others to do as well. Yes. Well, I acknowledge you for always walking that path of courageous love, freedom, like unfurling, you know, the unbecoming, right? Um, so that we can reveal what's true. And I feel like we get to just oh, hold space for all that deliciousness. And I get to ask you the one question I'm asking of all of my guests which I didn't prep you for, but you're going to love it, okay. is um, what is something that you are revealing, uncloaking, something that, and again, I ask this question because Mercury retrograde is a beautiful time to review, to release, to, you know, and um, the way, you know, it, it's a potent time for, communicating in a way where you're revealing things that were dormant um, in mm. a way. So this may be something because you've been a revealing, you know, <laughs> you've been revealing like all the things. So this is not such a challenge for you, thankfully. Um, that's like your middle name. But um, but what is something that feels important for you to share? Um, and the motivation is to inspire all of us to you know, reveal, uncloak. I've been loving that word recently. Just uncloak something that has been in there that you're ready to share. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And what's coming up for me, I've shared, I haven't shared in this way before, but I have started to share. Um, it's very much about the way that I experience love and relationship doesn't fit in the standard boxes and I've had the opportunity over the past couple of years to really embrace this part of me uh, identify most closely with polyamorous just means spaciousness to love and have intimate loving relationships with more than one person and what I what I so enjoy about like embracing this part of me right now is that there's space for all the love in my life of which there is so much and for which I'm so grateful and it's that like in every new relationship that I enter into or any conversation that I enter into or when I'm dating or or uh, anything like that it's always in the context of like, and here's what I bring with me. This is the love I bring with me. These are the relationships that I bring with me. And they're, and I will only enter into new relationships that can hold space for the fact that, that that is the case. And it's also a different kind of love. And again, this is where the words get very tricky. And I don't think the word love really covers it because some of this love is, you know, what would traditionally be kind of love between like a committed monogamous like married couple but most of it is not most of it is somewhere on this spectrum between friendship and familial love and romantic love and it moves between those and each relationship has its very own unique flavor and identity and agreements and and so I think about people in my life as like loving partners but it's like each one looks totally unique and is very true to its own nature, its own self. Um, and that is a part of me like that has been, that was cloaked for a very long time, cloaked for a very long time. And, and I love having it uncloaked. 
So thank you. Yeah. Sure. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Anything else you want to share as we as we wrap up our time together? I love you so much. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> um, Ditto. <laughs> and no, I would just invite people to check out my Patreon if what you know anything I shared is resonating with you. Yeah, I'm we'll have just the links share. below for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just be sharing parts of me there. I'm going to be sharing excerpts from my book. I'm going to be doing another season of Reclaimer Spotlight interviews. And I'm also um, going to be offering workshops and trainings around Reclaim Your Space and, and all kinds of other surprises. So I'm excited love about it. it. Yeah, really lovely community. Shame-free, judgment-free space to heal and let things rise to the surface to be released. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love that you've created that. My dear Tam, thank you. Thank you so much. Always a magical mystery ride with you. Um, I love you. And to everybody who was listening or watching us, thank you. Thank you for being here. And um, I'll see you in the next episode. And hopefully this inspired you to tap into your own sense of magic, your authentic wisdom, your divinity, and even to be on the path of exploring just that open exploration, that just wonder and awe of, I don't know all the things. And that's actually really incredible. That's where the magic really creeps in. So all our love and um, we'll see you again soon. Bye everybody.